Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. And welcome to the final episode of The Blessed Journey for 2020. I think many people are ready and willing to say good riddance here. You know, every year people are always like, oh, can't wait for a brand new year. This year's been a horrid one. And I'm like, oh, well, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. But I think 2020 is going to be in the history books. For many of us, it will be remembered as a very interesting year. But we're going to look at 2020 today. And we're going to look at from the final gift we're going to get from nature or from the solar system as the year comes to an end, and that's our final full moon. Now, depending on where you are in the world, the best night really to celebrate the full moon is going to be the 29th of December. So before you get wild and woolly on the 31st of December, the 29th is going to be that peak lunar energy. You will see in some places, such as Australia, the full moon is listed as being on the 30th, but it's normally in the early hours of the morning, so of the 30th. So really the 29th night, it's going to be the best night to really get the full energy of the full moon. Today we're going to look at different things you can do, but I just want to take you back to basics to start off with. And two things that I always have nearby whenever it's a full moon. The first one is moonstone crystal. Now, one of the things that happens during any full moon is the lunar energy is at its highest. And some people say, oh, I can't sleep. Oh, I get a little bit crazy. Oh, I feel scattered and all those types of things. And what I love about Moonstone is Moonstone brings some of that lunar energy into your vibration, into your aura to help you deal and to assimilate with the energy that's around you. What I find around the full moon is, and it may may not so be, may not be so much of an issue this month because a lot of people have taken some leave between Christmas and New Year's. But normally we're trying to go, 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 go every single day. And when there's a full moon, we just keep on going as we normally are. We start trying to swim up the stream. Whereas the lunar energy is telling us to stop, tune into your magical self, listen to your spirituality. What are your guides trying to tell you? What are the angels whispering at this type of thing? And Moonstone really says, hey, we may not be able to stop for the day. We may not be able to take the day off work, but I can at least help you to move with a bit more ease and grace. And even as you go about your actions or your work or whatever you have to do on the 29th or any other full moon, I'm going to help you do that but listening to your intuition. I'm going to help you instead of swimming upstream to start going downstream. And so this is a really beautiful one to bring in. What you'll notice with Moonstone as well, you do get different colours. I find for the full moon either white Moonstone or rainbow Moonstone. And the difference between the two is the rainbow Moonstone will have that sheen, a rainbow sheen in it when you move it on different angles. So a lot of the time it could be a deep indigo blue, which is stunning and which really resonates with the third eye chakra, which of course is our intuition and our guidance centre. But sometimes you'll get beautiful other colours like oranges and yellows and greens in there as well. Either of these two crystals, really good on the full moon. You know, the black moonstone, which you always find, um, is great for the new moon. You can get peach and you can get green moonstones. They're always great for the waxing moon as the moon moves from the new moon up to the full moon. And then the waning full moon. This is where you can get beautiful greys and browns. This is really about letting go of our desires that we've sent out on the full moon and just trusting the universe and looking for opportunities. So it's coming into that comfort, which brown moonstone really brings, and that grey moonstone, which is just sitting back and, and looking and trusting and that type of thing as well. But definitely around the full moon. Remember, the full moon energy is over three days. You've got, uh, in December... It peaks on the 29th, but the night of the 28th and the 30th 
are also full moon energy days. So these are great times to do some of the activities we're going to talk about in this podcast. It's great to put out your lunar crystals. Remember, we just put out crystals that we use or we have been using or we intend to use maybe in January that have a real magical or intuitive energy. So overall, as a kind of a general theme, white, clear, and violet crystals. So with violet crystals, I'm talking things like amethyst. I'm talking about charite. I'm talking about sugilite, lapidolite, tiffany stone, uh, camerite, all those types of ones. White crystals, like your halites, can be really nice out there. And then your clear crystals, your moonstone, your apophyllite, your clear calcite, your petalite, your damburite, uh, your phenakite, all your kind of really high vibration crystals as well. Now that's a general. You can put other crystals out there, but don't go putting your fiery crystals out there. Don't go putting sunstone or ruby or that type of thing because they really enjoy being cleansed under the element of fire or under the morning sun or the setting sun. That energy works a lot better. But carry your moonstone with you. So you'll either see me wearing my moonstone ring personally, or I have a moonstone pendant that I'll wear. And one of those two just helps me assimilate to whatever energy I need to bring in. The interesting thing about the moon is that the moon amplifies whatever mood you're in. You know, you often hear people say, oh, well, when the full moon, people in, um, you know, in asylums, they get a little bit crazier. And I've got a friend who works in a hospital and he says, we don't mention it's a full moon because it gets a little bit crazier. Um, you know, that's even where the term lunatic comes from, being affected by the moon. The moon is an amplifier of your energy. And so this is a really interesting thing to note when the full moon is, because what Ever mood you're in, it's kind of like the moon is like clear quartz. It's going to amplify where you're at. So if you wake up and you're in a foul mood, maybe you wake up and your partner's left for the day and they've left a mess all in the kitchen and you're in a foul mood, the full moon actually picks that energy up and will make you in a worse mood. Now, if you get up in the morning and even if you can spare 15 minutes to meditate, and just to relax and really zen yourself out and center yourself and contain your energy and store that prana or that life force within you, then that's going to help you and serve you throughout the day. If you're in a playful mood, you're going to be more playful, magical, whatever that may be. But what I'd really encourage you to do, we can't, as I said before, in our everyday lives, always dedicate the whole day to the full moon. But if you can t- dedicate 10 minutes at the start of the day, even that means getting out 10 minutes earlier and just going outside for a moment and just centering yourself, that will amplify your energy of a beautiful, blissful day ahead. If you sleep through your alarm, if you have a chaotic day, you're kind of setting yourself up for a little bit of disaster. So that's a really interesting kind of perspective to consider that the full moon will amplify wherever you're at. So if you get to the end of the day and the full moon and and it's been a full moon and you've had a really bad day, it's almost like the full moon is being your teacher. She's saying to you, hey, let's have a look at what actually happened today because I've really shown you your day has been chaotic. I just want to show you what's happening every day, but I'm just going to amp it up because I wanted to point something out today. Or you may have a really blissful day. And she's like, well done, you've got it, you've nailed it, you're doing really well and I'm supporting you in this and you're working with me and I'm working with you and we're aligning and let's create. And that brings me into the other item that I have with me around the full moon and that's jasmine essential oil. So jasmine essential oil is a really interesting oil. Now when I wrote my book with my friend Vanessa Jean, the book's called Gift of the Essential Oils, we wanted to bring each of the plants to life. For we believe that when you appreciate the plant and understand the plant, you can understand the gift, the essential oil that it gives us. And part of that was an act of personifying and even genderizing many of the essential oils. So we'd refer to them throughout the book as a he or a she. And that was just based on the energy of whether we found it more yin or more yang. We weren't making boys oils and girls oils or anything like that. It was just more of a a feel. Jasmine posed some issues for us because when we look at it historically and we look at it energetically, 
it has this it's known as the king of the flowers whereas rose is known as the queen of the flowers so that would suggest jasmine would have a masculine energy but that floral fragrance and energy of it also gives it a very feminine aroma as well so we're kind of like is it male is it female is it yin is it yang and what we realized in the end is it is the merging of the two now first of all jasmine is very much associated with the full moon because it is white flower and any plant or tree that gives us oil and has white flower is connected with the moon and if it happens to be the oil gifted from that actual flower then even more so so jasmine is definitely that now jasmine blossoms at night and it is a star-shaped flower so just imagine in a field of jasmine at night if this field of stars above us and then mirroring that down here on earth is those field of jasmine and so it has this real galactic and lunar type of energy now back to those merging of masculine feminine energies what creates the full moon well the full moon is only a dark gray color so it's the same color as our roads as bitumen or asphalt but it is the sun shining directly on it the moon is on the opposite side of the earth as the sun at that time and there'll be an opposing signs as well and it is the sun the masculine yang energy shining on the lunar moon energy that makes her so radiant and enhances her power we know the full moon to be a great time for creativity for manifestation for bringing wishes in and when we want to create anything we need to merge the masculine and the feminine now that can be as simple and elementary as a man and a woman come together to bring in new life but in our magical workings or our manifestation workings we must merge our masculine and our feminine sides the masculine side it's all about the action doing the tasks getting us up and i've said before you know it is our masculine side that gets us up in the morning when the alarm goes off and gets us going to work and gets us doing the chores that we need to do to be successful in life but it is the feminine side that drops us into the heart out of the head and makes sure we enjoy it and then it nourishes us and that we are nourishing to other people and that everything is fulfilling and so when it comes to manifestation the masculine is about taking the action and getting out there and actually doing it we can't just do you know magical work creative visualization work spell work and then sit there and kind of just wait for it to come we've got to kind of align we've got to match our action and that will help to raise our vibration or make us a vibrational match to what we want to come in but we also have to have that feeling it's a feeling universe so when we're manifesting we don't just kind of oh can i please have universe we really take that energy that's in us and around us and send that out we imprint that with our impression and that's that feminine so jasmine working with jasmine really helps you to merge those two it is also quite a hypnotic euphoric oil and it really helps us bring in and and capture that essence and that magic of the full moon as well so around the full moon i'll always have a moonstone near me or jasmine essential well no and jasmine essential oil i should say jasmine essential oil i use in my a drop in my skincare at night i will diffuse it and i will anoint um anoint it on my feet when i go to bed for the full moon and during the day it's diffusing and i anoint myself in it as well it really just brings in that magic and it is more um expensive of oils especially if you want to be getting yourself a pure um essential oil which you do you don't want a fake one obviously because you will want that true gift from the plant and um it's a gift to myself you know 13 days a year i use my jasmine and that makes the full moon a little bit more magical a little bit more um hypnotic a bit more euphoric and a bit of a treat so that's what i really recommend now if you don't have moonstone and jasmine there are some other substitutes or you can mix it up you know you'll find a, there are a lot of clear crystals now everyone knows good old clear quartz and that's a kind of very elementary one not to not clear quartz it definitely has its roles but there are so many other high vibration clear crystals so ones that come to mind i'll just reel some off briefly herkimer diamond dambrite petalite phenakite um you've got polyacite apophyllite cryolite now you may have recognized some of them straight away 
others you may not have heard of, but I'd start looking at clear crystals. And these are really high vibration things that work, crystals that work brilliantly on the full moon. They each obviously have their own energies. Check out my YouTube channel. You'll find many of them listed on there. Um, doing some different projects at the moment on my um, my Adam Barrelay Academy, my online um, courses on Teachable, which you can go to bit.ly AB Academy, and they're all listed there. We go through these high vibration crystals a lot, and you really get to know them, which is a brilliant thing to do. I'll pop the link for that down in the show notes as well. So any of them are great on the full moon, and then other oils that you can bring in, any oil that has a white flower, or the plant has a white flower. So neroli, neroli, which is gifted to us from the orange blossoms of the bitter orange tree, stunning, beautiful um, essential oil to also bring in on the full moon. Neroli has a Uranian energy, a Uranus energy, and Uranus is very much about doing things randomly, um, eccentrically, kind of changing out of the box in that type of way. And when we're talking about manifesting something, we're wanting to bring something different in from what we've got now. So we need to change. And Neroli helps us to do that. Neroli also helps us feel comfortable stepping outside of our comfort zone. So a really great one there. Yarrow is a great one as well. Yarrow is a really interesting essential oil. You know, when I was researching essential oils, there was so many... um, different mess and you'd find this lineage and and how this plants would be used in different countries around the world for similar things yarrow had this real diverse type of energy about it so over in europe it's renowned for being connected to warriors and achilles and he would use it to protect himself in battles and help himself and um his soldiers when they were wounded to heal these wounds whereas over in china Yarrow, the stalks of yarrow were associated with the I Ching, which is a form of divination. Um, And also it was seen to be another plant that was the most balanced yin-yang. So it had this masculine-feminine energy right in the center as well. So you had this whole cacophony, but when you bring these all together about, you know, winning wars and guidance and balance and harmony, that all really works well with Archangel Michael. So this is a really interesting one to bring in. And of course, Archangel Michael is... He who guides, protects, and helps light workers, those that are bringing more light to the world. There's also a connection to Chiron. Now, Chiron is a Greek centaur, and he had a bit of a um, an interesting kind of origin story. It was actually, there was good old Zeus, the greatest of all the gods, the king of the gods, and he found this beautiful nymph down here on Earth called Philyra. He's like, oh, I want a bit of that. But of course, she was not interested in him, and he kept on trying to pursue her, because Zeus being the way Zeus is, he gets everything he wants, and eventually, she kept on trying to escape. He turned himself into a horse, captured her, got what he wanted, and then was gone. Off he went on to his next conquest. From that interaction, Philyra actually fell pregnant, and when she gave birth, um, because Zeus was in the form of the horse, um, Chiron was the centaur. So the top half of a man and then the hind or the full body of four legs of a horse. An ugly baby, she considered. And also he was, you know, the product of a rape. So she wasn't too keen on him either. So she abandoned him. So Chiron ended up being adopted by the god Apollo. And Apollo taught him music and healing and many arts And it was Chiron who then went on to teach people like Achilles and many of the other great warriors um, that you hear about in Greek mythology. So Chiron teaches us that, um, you know, what happens to us in our past can actually help to create a great future rather than be a cause for ongoing suffering. And when we get into Chiron retrograde and astrology, we can dive in a little bit more. But why I talk about this is Chiron is very much also associated with that yarrow. Yarrow is an amazing essential oil for helping us purge. And you have to be very careful with yarrow because different companies produce different types of yarrow and some yarrow essential oils are neurotoxic. Now, as you know, I am a fan of doTERRA's. doTERRA's essential oil, um, the yarrow essential oil is not neurotoxic. It's very, very safe. It is actually one you can use not only, it's not one I use too much aromatically. It doesn't have a high aroma. It also comes in pomegranate seed oil, but great topically on the skin, really nourishing, but also great internally as well and very purging. So it gets rid of all that doesn't serve us physically 
but also metaphysically as well. So we use yarrow. The flowers of the yarrow plant are white, thus, and that's where you know the, the tops of the plant are steam distilled to get the yarrow essential oil. It's this brilliant indigo blue essential oil, um, and amazing for helping to purge and heal. And a lot of time, healing isn't just about giving the body what it needs, although that is important. Sometimes taking away what the body can't deal with, and yarrow helps us to do that as well. There are amazing other white-flowered essential oils. Gardenia really helps us to open the heart and be more accepting. Tuberose really brings in that magical sense as well. But there are so many other plants that gift us essential oils from other parts of them, but have white flowers. So tea tree, wintergreen, pink pepper, lemon myrtle, a lot of the eucalyptuses, basil, coriander, cilantro, all these different plants have white flowers and thus can have some connection to the moon as well. So play around, make your own lunar blend, just work purely with jasmine or one of the other flowers I've just noted, I've just noted today, or anything you want. And I often post um, on Instagram and Facebook on the full moon uh, a blend that really captures the energy of what's happening on each full moon. So let's dive in a little bit and look at what's the energy of this coming full moon. So after the break, we will look at what the traditional energy of the moon is, but we will take a moment now to look at the astrological energy. And this full moon is in the sign of Cancer. Now, of course, as the moon does its laps around the Earth, it does about 13 signs in a 28-day time. So you'll find that the full moon will be in Gemini one month and then Cancer the next and so on. So that's basically as we look up to the moon, what is behind the moon will be one of those 12 zodiac constellations and it will be cancer for wherever you are in the world cancer governs one twelfth of the population but it also governs our family life our home life and being a water sign it can be emotional but cancerian energy is also very intuitive as well so what can we expect when it's a cancer full moon well first of all this is a time it is considered the holiday period this is a time to really look at, you know, we spend a lot of time with family and that family may be blood family or it may be the family that you have created yourself, that you have gathered around you for ongoing support. And this is the time to really honour them and to celebrate them. And on the full moon, you may want to sit down and actually write out a list of why you're grateful for them. Even writing love notes on that day and giving them to them, it's so easy throughout the chaos of the year to take people for granted. And, you know, whether it be our partner who just does what the partner does, whether it be our children, our friends, whatever that may be. And so even if you, you can do this on the night of the full moon or even just during the day, grab, you know, go and buy a pack of 10 or 20 thank you cards and just write write thank you and why you're grateful for someone and pop that in the mail um, just so they remember and just so they know how special they are and we all love getting mail. Wouldn't that be beautiful if you were to, over the next few days, get a letter in the mail or a little card in the mail with someone who had just taken 15 minutes out to ponder why you were special to their life and what you gift them and why they're so grateful? Would that not, that would make my day kind of thing. So that would be a really nice basic thing that you could do on this full moon in cancer energy to really hone into that it's also a time when we can look at any desires for our family and you know we often take a lot of time on the full moon to make goals for ourselves but what i even suggest to you and this is just coming to me as i'm banging on and talking to my microphone at the moment but have you ever thought about what is your family trying to work towards do you have a family goal? And I'm kind of talking about like your nuclear family, whoever's at home. You know, we all have our own intentions and we'd like this to come or we'd like this to happen. But what as a family, are you working as a team? And you could even do something on the full moon. May not be your special full moon time, but even in the afternoon or whenever of setting some goals of what as a family you're going to do in 2021. You know, you may have goals to save a certain amount of money. And at the end, that will pay for a new car or possibly a holiday or a pet or something like that. And if you can get, maybe if you've got children, you can get them on side with that. 
then when they're at the shops and they're like, can we please get this? Can we get this? Can we get this? You're like, hey, remember we've got that goal. And if we can not spend that money now, we can put that away and save that. That'll get us towards that end goal. It could be something like that. But what could you as a family start manifesting? And wouldn't that be brilliant? Because a lot of the time we live in a house with other people and we have our intentions and they have their intentions and sometimes they butt against each other. And I'm not saying don't have your own individual intentions, but the full moon in Cancer is a great time for the family to come together and strengthen and create some intentions that are all going in the same direction and we're all working towards it in that way. So crystals that would be great around this time, angelite. Angelite is great. I I love it because it's a great stone for listening. It's a soft blue color and it really encourages us to listen more. And in families, there can be a lot of talking, a lot of listening or lack of listening um, and just no talking whatsoever. And this really helps us to hear the heart song of other people. And this proposal that I've just made about coming up with a lunar intention for the full moon in Cancer for the whole family, that would really require some listening to make sure that everyone is on board and that we can actually find an intention that everyone's going to get behind. So this is a beautiful one. Now with Cancer energy, it is an emotional sign. It is an emotional energy. And remember I said before that the moon amplifies your energy, whatever it may be. And it's going to be amplifying and throwing a little bit of emotion in there as well. So you may find you feel a little bit more teary or a little bit more tender. You may feel that you just want to wrap yourself up in a rug if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. Probably not in the Southern Hemisphere. It's 40 degrees here in Perth today. I won't be wrapping up in a rug. But do you mean, well, you, you want to nourish yourself and nurture yourself in that type of way. And Larimer, the beautiful blue variety of pectolite, is amazing for us to flow with the energies and let them flow. Remember that our emotions are one of our most potent guidance systems. And when we start to feel sad or apathetic or uh, angry or envious or anything unwanted and low vibrational, it's, it's showing us that something's not right. Cancerians, the star sign of Cancerians, are considered to be one of the most intuitive and in tune with what's happening around them and with other people. That's why they're such good nurturing family people traditionally. And so remember, our emotions and our intuition, they're they're kind of working together. Your intuition doesn't have to be where angels are appearing and talking to you, or that you're having these great visions. It can just be that you notice what your emotions are telling you, and you can kind of pivot or realign your your sails of your boat of life and, and readjust. And Larimer is amazing for this, absolutely amazing. So a really great one to bring in to help just go with the flow and listen, acknowledge the emotions and change and pivot however you need to type of thing. And then bring in your good old um, moonstone as well. And these are going to be some really nice crystals to work with. For your essential oils, jasmine's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, lemon myrtle is really great. Lemon myrtle is a great equalizer of um, power struggles. You know, the gift I allocated it in the book, Gifts of Essential Oils, um, is the gift of mateship. Now, if you're in Australia, you'll know what mateship is. It's kind of like, we're all equal, we're all mates. We don't like any tall poppies that think they're better than anyone else. If you're in another country, Australia has this very Lemurian energy. It's kind of stuck with this land of just equals. No one's better than anyone else. We're all just, you know, anyone who tries to get a little bit above their station, thinks that they're better than anyone else. It's kind of part of Australian culture to knock them back down. Um, Very different to other countries where everyone's striving to be the best and better than everyone else and that type of thing. Both have their strengths and their weaknesses, but lemon myrtle really equalizes that. It really helps us to make sure that, you know, we're all here for a reason and we're all here to contribute and to acknowledge everyone's power. So that could be a really nice one to bring in on this lunar um, full moon, especially in Cancer, because it is that bringing out the best in relationships as well. Um, other essential oils, cypress essential oil is amazing. It really helps things to flow. That will work really well with Larimer essential oil. Eucalyptuses are great for open communication. Um, 
what else? Why Roman chamomiles for just bringing in a bit of gentleness for ourselves, for other people, even for the planet Earth. All those types of things would be oils that I would be looking at working with at this point in time as well. So that's what we can expect all around the world. There's this Cancerian astrological energy coming through, being channeled through the full moon that will happen on the 29th or 30th of December. We're going to take a short break and then I'm going to divide the second half into two parts. Traditionally around the world, um, indigenous and native cultures will not allocate the moon's energy to the astrological influence, which still is of merit, but more so what's also happening on the earth. So we've got what's shining down on the earth from the heavens, which we've just looked at, the Cancerian influence, but we're going to divide into the southern and the northern hemisphere and look at what indigenous and native cultures and First Nations cultures would name these different moons, the December moon, based on what's happening in the environment. And as we know, I've got friends in New York uh, that were sending me pictures of making snow angels, and I'm sitting here in my shorts and no top, and it's 40 degrees outside. So we have very different energies and very different things are happening in nature at the moment, and thus we'd work with the moon in different ways. We'll explore that after the break. Now, if you do want to take a little break at the moment, this is a great time to check out the Adam Barillet Academy. The link's in the show notes below. I've just put up new courses all for the new year, exploring angels, exploring crystals, exploring essential oils, and exploring the full moon. And of course, my Nature's Healers course, which is my premier six-month course as well. So they're all there. You can check them out. The show, the link is in the show notes below, bit.ly, um slash ab academy check that out and we'll come back and we'll explore some other things you can do with the full moon you're listening to the blessed journey i'm adam barrelay you're listening to the blessed journey with adam barrelay today we're exploring how to take advantage and how to make the most of the final full moon of 2020 to turn this year around and to pivot the lunar energy that creative energy that magical energy and set yourself up for a beautiful 2021. Before the break, we were looking at the astrological energy that is influencing this full moon, which is the full moon in Cancer. Now we're going to look at the, I guess, the native or the on-Earth energy, and we're going to divide this into two halves. So obviously in the Southern Hemisphere and the Northern Hemisphere, we have very different energies at the moment based on what's happening on in, in our seasons. And of course, here in the Southern Hemisphere, we are in the peak of summer. We just had our summer solstice a few days ago. And the days are long. The days are hot. I, I woke up at 5.30 this morning wondering what time it was because it was bright light outside and life was fully happening outside. I could hear bandicoots scurrying around and birds were tweeting and bees and all that kind of jazz. So that's very much the energy of right now. And so this moon is traditionally known as things such as the rose full moon. I am such an old man. I love growing roses. It's one of my little bad hobbies I have. I'll be a great 80-year-old. And so, you know, the roses are all coming into blossom. They smell great at the moment. Sometimes this is known as the honey moon as well, um, the strawberry moon. This is when where there's a lot of, there's a lot of life. Life is happening. And we see that happening in nature. And we actually replicate that, especially in the Southern Hemisphere, because this is a social time. In Australia, I find January, trying to get anything done business-wise, is bloody useless, because you don't find that everyone is back to normal life and get back into their doing what they normally do until the start of February. People take leave, people are on school holidays, people go away, you know, all those different types of things. That's the negative. The positive is that this is a great time for socialising. It's a great time for getting together with friends. It's a great time for leisure. Uh, it's a great time for networking, meeting new people, trying new things, getting out there, being active, all those different types of things. And so this full moon is a really great time to just celebrate life. And I think we often forget that. And that is a good thing about the end of the year is it is that kind of look back at the year that's been and celebrate the year ahead and, and, and plan for that. And if we can do this in a celebratory tone, this is a really beautiful thing to do. So we can bring in different crystals around this time as well to complement our rainbow moonstone or our white moonstone or whatever you're going to work with that really complement this energy. So the first one that I would recommend is one of those rare clear crystals that I was talking about before. It's known as Naturalite, N-A-T-R-O, 
L-I-T-E. Now, natural light has this real springtime energetic energy. And I remember giving some pieces to a class, an advanced class I was teaching. And when they said, you know, people were having, when they were meditating with it, were surfing and in the water and there's these big waves and kind of this joyous feeling upbeat type of energy. Natural light is renowned to be a great crystal for anyone who has a lot to achieve in their life that needs that high vitality in that type of way. It's a really great one to bring in as you kind of think about, okay, what do I want to um, do in my next year as well? Other crystals that can be great, honey calcite can be great. Honey calcite is a um, really great one just to, you can kind of gaze into it and remember the sweetness of life. Um, and, you know, as you move the crystal, especially you'll find little kind of rainbows in it. And I think it reminds us again of that sweetness. And of course, being the rose full moon, then grabbing your um, your rose quartz can be a great one as well, which is all about love and forgiveness. So what I encourage people to do on the rose full moon or the strawberry full moon or the honey full moon, whatever you want to call it, um, is get outside and just do something pleasurable and celebrate life and to bring back that energy of joy, of bliss, of alignment, and to really reconnect and to contemplate what that actually means to you. Throughout the year, especially 2020 is very much the case, we've been dragged into what sucks and what we can't do and the limitations and all the negative and have you danced too much in, in that pity party? It's time to think about what brings you pleasure and what you can do. You know, I, I normally enjoy traveling and pre-2020, I was on a plane probably every three weeks on average, traveling somewhere around the world to go teach, which I loved. I loved, the t- I loved getting time by myself. I loved sitting, meeting different people. I loved teaching, all those different types of things. And I haven't done that this year, but I've really found new joys in what I'm able to do by having a bit more of a structured life and being at home and all those different types of things. What can we celebrate about life? Life in 2021, I think, is still going to be different. It may not be as bad as 2020, I think we'll, you know, this is a stab in the dark, who knows? Um, I think we'll start to get a bit more under control with COVID-19. Australia still has these little flare-ups from time to time. Um, America's still got a long way to go. Other countries have gone back into lockdown. But I think we're with with different things that countries are bringing in and implementing and as people become smarter, I think we'll, it, it, it'll fade away. And I think in 2024 or something, we'll go, oh, at least it's not 2020 again. Do you know what I mean? It'll, it'll be something we'll remember in our lives. It's been bad, but what lessons have come through? Hopefully you can really capitalize on that and just bring back to how can I bring joy in my life no matter what I'm doing? Even if I can't travel, even if I'm in lockdown in my house, what's great about that? We're often worrying about FOMO. The fear of missing out. Oh, I don't get to go to, you know, I normally go to America every September to visit my partner's parents and to go to doTERRA's Global Convention. I missed out on that. That's one of the highlights of my year. I love doing that. But instead of living in a state of FOMO, fear of missing out, how can we, on this full moon, look at JOMO, the joy of missing out, and work with naturalite, that joyous energy, work with honey calcite, the sweetness of life, work with rose quartz, the forgiveness and the joy and the the seductiveness of life and really dance in that kind of energy. What I'd recommend on the night of the full moon, if you've got it to yourself or at any other time that you can, buy something sweet that you like. Now this is not about being necessarily healthy. It may not be the healthiest thing. It may be chocolate dipped strawberries or you might make them or a nice honey mead or anything you know sweet turkish delight whatever whatever i'm just kind of sticking with the theme of that honey strawberry rose full moon sit out and just enjoy that and maybe see if you can remind yourself of all the things that bring you pleasure that bring you joy and make a commitment to bring them back into your life Now, those things, of course, are just some short-term gratification. And what we're looking for is that long-term satisfaction. Can you do things that bring you pleasure more in your life in 2021? Can you set that intention? Can you send that out to the universe in 2020 as you go into 2021? Because things that bring you pleasure 
things that make you happy, things that make bring you joy and really fulfill you in the long term, that is in alignment with your soul mission. That is your soul going, oi, it feels good, do it. That's why when we put our hand on a hot stove, we pull it off because it hurts. How can we stop doing things that hurt us? And I'm not talking about putting our hands on hot stoves, I'm talking about thinking negative thoughts, hanging out with toxic people, talking about things that drag us down, focusing on things that drag us down, eating food that doesn't serve us, that doesn't lift us up. How can we uplift our energy in different ways? How can we do those types of things going forward? Now remember, when I talk about joy as well, we're looking for things that bring us joy, that nourish us, that don't rely on other people and don't rely on us having a certain particular thing because those things will always, you know, people especially, we can't control the moods of other people and so then we're handing over our happiness to them. We don't want to do that. So in short, for the rose full moon, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, grab some of those crystals. You know, essential oils that are great. Rose essential oil is great um, for obvious reasons. Lem- um, yellow mandarin. Uh, yellow mandarin is, you know, represents the moon as well. It's a very joyous one. Honey myrtle is a great Australian essential oil, which really helps connect us with that sweetness of life as well. That's great. Um, other essential oils, chamomile is another great one. Even lotus, which is quite... Blue Lotus is very luxurious. Just get your favorites out. Don't worry about what Blum and Adam told you to use. What are your favorite essential oils? Can you work that out yourself? Listen to your own inner guidance. Have them, diffuse them, anoint yourself in them. Get out and just put yourself in a state of sumptuousness and luxury on this rose full moon. Just really, really nourish yourself in that type of way. So those are my tips on what to do for the southerners. Those of you that are in the Southern Hemisphere. But of course, then we have half of you that are in the Northern Hemisphere. And your energy is very, very different as you've just gone through the winter solstice. And the days are still, I'm guessing, rather dark, rather cold, a little bit chilly, a bit of snow. How do we tap into that energy along with that full moon energy as well? This full moon has many names. So it is sometimes known as the Oak Moon. Uh, Many of the pagan Um, religions and belief systems connect with that oak energy because it is the time when the body and the earth is tested and only the strong survive. So the oak is known for its resilience. So you can bring in that oak energy is really nice at this time. Sometimes known by some native um, or First Nations people in North America as a popping trees moon um, because this is when the trees get that cold and they're frozen that you can actually hear them cracking and popping and also known as the deer sheds their antlers moon because this is when certain deer um, will be dropping their antlers overall um, I kind of summarize this and it is also known as the cold full moon it is when it's freezing freaking cold and so you you know it's a time for being still chilling out um, I guess honing into that resilience that you need just to get yourself through that type of thing as well knowing that the days will get warmer on the other side so crystals that are really nice here um demortierite I'll spell that one for you a bit of a tricky one it's a deep blue crystal works really well with the third eye chakra I do talk about it in my book crystal connections if you want some more details on it but d-u-m-o-r-t-i-e-r-i-t-e Demortierite, named after someone who discovered it. I can't remember their first name, but surname was Demortier. Um, Demortierite has either, either a, a deep blue or even blue to almost black crystal. It really helps us to focus the mind, to get some clarity, and it also brings in that kind of Higgy, spelled H-Y-G-G-E, which is a Danish term for all those snuggly things that really help you to snuggle up. And even those in... Um, doing this rose full moon in the southern hemisphere have a bit of a search h-y-g-g-e basically getting associated and what makes you feel cozy and snug and comfortable and bringing more of that into your life as well but we also need that being in the freezing cold of the northern hemisphere and demortiite really can bring that in as well as can a bit of smoky quartz lapis lazuli is another great one for you maybe to bring in as well for a crystal if you're in the northern hemisphere and the cold full moon Lapis lazuli is very much about re-empowerment. 
It is known as the stone of gods, kings, and leaders. It brings in visions and guidance. It helps us to know what to do with that guidance, and it helps us get rid of distractions as well. It can also help with the shadow side of things in life and dealing with our issues and our demons that can come up. Obviously, in the cold weather, we're indoors more, we're around people more. Issues can come up with personal space and people getting on our nerves. And Lapis Lazuli makes sure that you sit on your own throne, that you take empowerment. That means you don't allow other people to push you around, but that is through your own choices and through your own reactions. And we can't control other people's bad moods or other people's toxic behavior or manipulative behavior, but we can control how we react to them and not getting pulled into other people's drama. Lapis Lazuli really, really helps you to do that. Another great one is Shatterkite. This crystal was spelt S-H-A-T-T-U-C-K-I-T-E. And Shatterkite, again, another deep indigo crystal, but helps us listen to the guidance within. And while the world is quiet outside, we talked about being quiet last full moon in the Northern Hemisphere as well. Great to listen to the guidance within. The days are getting longer for you. The sun god is getting stronger. It soon will be time for you to get back into action, but how can we listen to our own guidance in these long, long nights? And Shatterkite really helps us to do this. So I'm going to give you a bit of a meditation as well because this is a really great time to reinforce your protection, your energetic protection. As we go into a new year, as you spend more time inside, as we're more prone to different flus and viruses and diseases and our immune system is being tested, you know, outside the great oak and the conifers are standing tall, keeping their greenness and their strength while all the other trees have gone to sleep. And there's a great, beautiful um, Native American myth that talks about the the um, great spirit gave all the living beings, all the trees, all the plants, all the animals, a test of whether they could stay awake for seven nights. And everyone for the first night stayed wide awake and passed that test. And on the second night, some of the smaller animals and some of the smaller trees and plants, they fell asleep. And eventually by the seventh night, It was the pine and the cypress and the spruce and the fir and all the conifers were the only ones that could stay awake. And as a gift for that resilience, the Great Spirit gave them the gift that they would never lose their leaves. Whereas all the other trees would become deciduous and would go to sleep at, at night and or, which represented the winter those long winter nights, and they would be have this special role of being the life givers and give shelter and strength and power to us in our hardest days. And so when we look at our essential oils, our black spruces, our firs, our pines, our cypresses, all these bring us this resilient energy as well. But we can also work with the crystal energy at this time, and I'll jump back to essential oils in a second. We can work with any kind of protective crystal here. So naturalite you could, is also protective. You could use that. You could use selenite. It's great. Uh, lapis lazuli is great. Um, any of these. And what, what I like to do is I like to get, if you happen to have four moonstones around you, that's really great. And sit in a square. So make a little square outside. And a square is a really protective shape. Because if you think about the structure of a square, if you try to push all the shapes over, squares are one of the most stable shapes they've got very balanced energy so we often grid squares when we want to protect or have stability and the number four represents stability as well in numerology so sit with four moonstones in a square so sit within that square and if you don't have moonstones just choose another crystal that you're drawn to work with then grab your fifth crystal this may be a naturalite or a selenite would be really good and present that up to the full moon if you can see it. If you can't see the full moon, just present it in the direction. If it's cloudy or snowy or whatever, in that energy. And feel that lunar energy coming down from the full moon and almost channel through that crystal. And then hold that, that fifth crystal to your heart. And as you do that, visualize this massive pyramid with the four crystals around you, that square that you formed being the base of the pyramid and the tip of the pyramid being the full moon. And you being encased in this white lunar pyramid pyramid of energy. And just really feel the energy empowering you. Feel yourself being protected. And as you go forward into the new year, feel that pyramid of energy around you, guarding you whenever you need it. 
whether it be in your nightly meditations or your daily meditations or whenever you're feeling threatened or if you need to retain your own energy. You know, the cold full moon is a great time for keeping or reinforcing and keeping that strength within. And what I mean by that is imagine that you are a a phone battery and you're at 100%. What depletes your energy throughout the day? And I'm not talking about your physical energy and just by working. talking about your emotional energy. If it is, you know, maybe you have a partner that always is in a foul mood in the morning until they have their morning coffee. And that always kind of taints your day. And then the kids will stress you out or someone at work irritates you because they talk too much in meetings or whatever those things may do. And you find that you're emotionally depleted throughout the day. Bring in this meditation and bring in this practice to preserve that energy. And this is a practice. This is a practice I've really been focusing on recently of not allowing others to drain my energy, to be in control of my energy. And the cold full moon is a great time to work on that as well. Essential oils to bring in at this time. Black spruce would be great. Black spruce always reminds me whenever I work with it that the universe has my back. And so it's that feeling of supportedness. But any of the conifer oils, as we talked about before, doTERRA has some amazing essential oils. Um, you know, in the conifer range, you've got your cypress, you've got your Siberian fir, which is very connected to this cold time. Douglas fir is great. Their balance blend and their forgive blend also have a lot of conifers. Uh, they also have some limited time blends that you may still be able to get your hands on. Northern Escape and um, oh, what's the other one called? Forest Breathe. Breeze, sorry. A really, really great one. Have a lot of conifers in. They're nice to work with around this time. Oh, I should also mention balsam fir, which is another essential oil that doTERRA has. It's a limited edition oil that they had available as well. Or if you've got a bit of white fir, which was a oil that they had a while ago, um, they're, they're going to be great ones as well. Another oil that you might want to bring in, clary sage, a softer version of sage essential oil. It has a twofold kind of purpose here. It's great for helping to listen to the guidance within. It pairs beautifully with shatterkite. I pair those two together. And it's also a great cleansing essential oil as well. Sage essential oil is another one that you could use for cleansing away all that energy that doesn't serve you. So don't, it doesn't mean you need to work with all those oils, but hopefully what I'm doing today is setting a bit of a tone of energies. So in the Southern Hemisphere, we've been talking about things that are uplifting and joyous. So, you know, your honey myrtle essential oil, your, your fruit oils like your yellow mandarin, your rose, your blue lotus. But we're going into the Northern Hemisphere more those strength, the cedar woods and the conifers and the clarisage and all that type of thing. So that is what you can expect for this lunar energy and what I recommend you do. Every full moon energy, you know, we're going to have different schedules. The 29th view or the 30th view this um, year may be a little bit chaotic. You may be on holidays and so doing what you normally do may not be so easy. Or you may have more time off and you've got more time. And so what I hope that over the last hour you've kind of gathered for yourself is a few resources, a few bit of, bit of knowledge about what you could do on this full moon and whether you're going to have 15 minutes to quickly do something or whether you can dedicate a whole day to it, then definitely dive into that. And I'll be honest, my life can be up and down and busy and, and that type of thing. And some full moons I really get into and really dive into just because I have the availability and other times just not so much. But that conscious choice of what crystal I'm going to wear today or what shall I put in my diffuser today or what shall I do in my meditation this morning? Those little things still contribute. And even if you're not dedicating a whole day to the full moon, be conscious of those things because, as I said at the top of the show, how you set yourself up on a full moon day will amplify throughout the day and will echo throughout the day and be the result of that day. So even if on the morning of the 29th of December, you can take some little bits of guidance and nuggets from today's show and carry those crystals and put those essential oils either in your diffuser or on you, not all of them, just whichever ones you're drawn to, that will set you up for a really good day as well. So as we wrap up the last show for 2020, Thank you very much for supporting the show. Thank you for the, all those that have given this show a rating, especially the five-star ratings, and a review, because that actually helps to 
bump it up the ratings, bump it up the standings, and get more people to hear about these things. One thing that really inspires me um, to do to dr- and drives me comes from a lesson I learned when I was a volunteer educator at Toronto Zoo. I couldn't understand that they have a great program in Toronto where the school kids visit once a year, every year, after they've learned some different things at school. And then they kind of see the animals have been learning about and the program's really well run. But we didn't mention until the later primary years um, animals were endangered or that animals were under threat or any of that type of thing. And I asked the head educator, why do we not do that? Isn't it important that everyone knows that we need to save these animals? And she said one profound sentence that echoes through my life still today. And this is, you know, 10 years later. She said, people will only protect what they love. And what she meant is, or or, as she went on to explain, is if the kids don't learn to love these animals first, then they're never going to take action to protect them throughout their whole lives. If we just tell them that, you know, these are tigers, they're great, but there's only 400 left, then they're just going to go, oh, well, probably going to lose them, won't fall in love with them and that type of thing. Do you know what I mean? And so that's really shaped, that's why I love talking about crystals and essential oils and animals and the wisdom and the guidance that they bring us because when we honour them, when we find out that that maybe our local government is going to get rid of a swamp where... That, that's, that houses platypus or clear some land where a family of echidnas are or get rid of, you know, start culling wolves or, you know, whatever that may be. We'll maybe go, no, there's, I see value of that. And so that's what really inspires me to, to do this podcast and to do my work is to help you fall in love and to really appreciate the gifts that nature brings us a little bit more. The other final thing I will let you know, because I am so excited about it at the moment, is I have my online academy, the Adam Barrelay Academy, which now has six full courses on it. Two, one is a four-week moon one, which goes through all the different types of things we've done in this full moon um, kind of, um, you know, as we've talked about in this podcast, but really stretches it out and talks about making your own lunar blends and crystal grids and that type of thing. Um, that's a four-week one. And now I've got my Big Nature's Healers course, which I've talked about before. That is my premier one. But I've now opened four subscription courses. So they're $3 a week. And what happens is you get new content each week and that builds up a library. So as long as you stay subscribed and paying your $3 a week, you've got access to that library that's building. So there's... a Magic of Essential Oils, which is over a hundred essential oils, and I've co- committed to each time DoTerra brings out a new single essential oil, I'm going to add a new chapter to that, so that will continue to build over time, and that goes through a whole bunch of different, you know, the astrological energies of each oil, um, the divination reasons why we hate an oil, and what that's trying to show us in that whole range of different things in that way. I've released two crystal. Um, subscription ones where it's a crystal a week. So I've done a, a year of crystals, which is your basic crystals, your amethyst, your rose quartz, your citrines, your adventurines, your, you know, that type of thing. And then I've also done transformational crystals, which is looking at your high vibration crystals. Plus, I've done one for angels, looking at 54 different angels over a year. I crammed a few more in. Actually, I think there's 55 angels. There is, because we do a double up one week. Um, and you can learn about different angels and I give you a different activity to harmonize with those angels each week as well. So it's $3 a week. Um, check them out. Um, bit.ly AB Academy or slash AB Academy. I'll put the links below as well. Have an amazing full moon. Have an amazing end of 2020. I'm going off to hang out in a forest um, with this amazing kind of group of people, friends and friends I'm yet to meet. I'm going to be expanding my networks. Um, and I'll see you on 2021 when we'll be back for another amazing year. So excited. There are some really exciting things happening. Um, I've got my calendar out as well. So we're going to be guiding people through that. I'll be doing podcasts about that. So much. I'm just very, very excited overall about 2021. I think a lot of people are But let's be really strong. Let's come back to nature. Let's hone into our connection to nature. 
and make sure that we are in the right space for 2021 as well. So thank you very much for joining me in 2020. I look forward to joining you in 2021 as we continue the blessed journey. Take care. Blessed be. Merry meet. Merry part. And merry will meet again. Thank you so much for joining me on the blessed journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.